Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 128 of Starting the Conversation. Just as with last week's episode, this is me, AB, jumping in before I share today's conversation with you, which let me tell you is one of my favorite conversations to have recorded for this podcast to date to quickly tell you about something. So unless you've been living under a rock, you're likely aware of the fact that this week, when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this the week that it comes out, I'm hosting a free five-day challenge all about the strategy to sell. And you don't need to be a genius to figure out that that five-day challenge is leading into a launch. And that launch is for the second round of my first ever group program that I did called Selling When You're Service-Based. Selling When You're Service-Based is a six-week group program designed to help take the ick and the overwhelm out of selling your services and help you build an online presence which is a constant sales pitch for what you do without it ever feeling that way. It blends expertise, support, community. It is so much fun. And this Friday, the 25th at 10 a.m., first access to those tickets is gonna go live to those on the challenge. So if you're in the challenge, enjoy. Hope you're having a great time. See you Friday, 10 a.m. if you're interested in the program. And if you're not, I'll leave a link below so that you can number one, check out the six-week program and see if it feels a good fit for you. And number two, if it does, go and join that challenge waitlist because tickets sold out within days last time. I've got a feeling it's going to be quicker this time. So if that feels like a fit for you, head to the link in the description, wherever you're listening to this episode to find out all the info and get yourself on that early access list. Now we've got that bit of self-promo over and out. I'ma let you get into this conversation, which like I said, is one of my faves. If you are craving a bit of chit chat and some fun stories to lighten your day, this is the episode for you. So over and out from AB, I hope you enjoy the conversation. So welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 128 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, here with this week's co-hosts, we're a three on the podcast again. I don't think I've been a three since Ellie and Rachel were on. Jessica Does Life and Polly Vidaz. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Polly Vidaz. Polly Vidaz. <laughs> Thank you so much. Just, just no vowels. Just <laughs> I am very excited about today's episode. You two might be feeling all the nerves, but I'm having the best time because this to me is just my total idea of fun. Like it's all, it's all the things I enjoy in life. It's friends, it's wine, it's work, it's podcasting, it's dating. Is having a chat all merged into one. Mm-hmm. What a privilege. Love that for us. We are so happy to be your very professional business friends that can do this right. Yeah. I've had so many moments this week, context for people. The retreat was cancelled. I still had to pay for the venue. So we came instead to do a bit of a workation. So many pinch me moments of how in the world does this count as work? Yeah. Isn't it crazy as well that we actually met this time last year yeah. from your podcast? Honestly, guys, mm-hmm. if you want friends start a podcast polly that's how we probably met came to your flat start a podcast invite yourself around yes it's a great leg in the door it really is and yeah you guys are both re visitors of the podcast look at that second time about a year and a half on maybe look at us now and i found alice through polly so how weird's that and that's why social media is great so it's a beautiful world let's get straight into it with today's conversation we're not doing high low today because usually the purpose of high low is number one if there's a particularly intense conversation started going on brings a bit of fun and light and joy to the episode not that an intense conversation doesn't bring that but you know balance or if it's maybe someone i don't know very well or i think they want to be eased into it we do a little bit of high low it's a nice little intro you two 
I feel like neither of those two things are needed, particularly for what we're about to talk about. I feel like the whole episode is going to be informal and jokes. You don't think we need easing in to what's going to happen? <laughs> I feel like you might need some easing in, Polly. Yeah, with wine. Okay, let's just... Yes. Yeah. Wine is the fuel. Yeah, let's all take a sip. Mm-hmm. Everyone take a sip whilst I announce today's conversation starter, which is going to be dating with an online presence. 128 episodes in, never spoken about dating. I mean, this is a story within itself for the episode. I did an episode with my ex-boyfriend who wasn't my ex-boyfriend at the time. So does that count? And did you avoid kind the subject of, of your, your dating? No, so we actually just, yeah, just approached it full on, really. We had a conversation about um, why it's a challenge to be with someone who's a business owner. And then two months later, we broke up because it was a challenge to, Beautiful. to be with someone who's a business owner. So if you want to know why we broke up, just listen to that episode, really. Shall I laugh or shall I cry? <laughs> It's kind of fun to have all of your nervous laughter. Past documented fire podcast, you know? Yeah. Is it? No. <laughs> I don't mean that. Although the day that I announced, I didn't announce it, it was like a launch, but the day that I mentioned <laughs> on Instagram. That's a good topic. You've got to like announce your breakup. I know. I'm the kind of person that would launch a breakup. <laughs> like, guys, big news, set your alarms. Two days, countdown. <laughs> Honestly. Confetti. We broke up. <laughs> Woo! Here's an Instagram filter so that you can enjoy and celebrate with us. Yeah. Yeah, I know the day that I announced we'd broken up, that episode got hundreds of downloads. So I think people were just like, right. Oh my god. When I announced my breakup, my engagement through the roof. Right? And it's never stopped. Oh. People love the tragic like storyline. You break the character up. character arc. Yeah. I really do. And you feel like me. You know, they're, they're obviously Team Polly in the breakup. I like to think it's a kind of like an encouraging follow, not like a train wreck. Let's see what happens follow. I think dating in general gets really good engagement. Like anytime I've spoken about dating on my Instagram account, it's just like people are, people are so interested and also want to give their opinion on what they've been through with dating and dating apps, et cetera. And it's actually really, really interesting because, yeah. yeah, just dating and relationships is a massive topic in itself and also sort of taboo, which is weird. Not many people talk about it as in depth as unfortunately we have the yeah. <laughs> the um, desire to or predisposition to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think people are like raring for it though. Like people really need that. They want to see that they're going through the same thing as someone that they follow. Exactly. Yes. It's so relatable dating, exactly. isn't it? It's like money yeah. and relationships. Yeah. They make, whether we want them to or not, mm-hmm. they are huge things in the world and in particularly the culture that we live in and it's funny that the the two topics which are most relatable and everyone has an experience of are the two topics that we often shy away from the most but then are the two topics that get the most interest and engagement because exactly like you guys have said people can relate so much and it's kind of that floodgates thing isn't it where it's like we never talk about it and you know it's that moment when you're with friends you've had enough wine and then someone suddenly asks like a slightly relationship or maybe like sex related yeah. question and you're like everyone's just like okay finally let me talk yeah. i'm so grateful that you mentioned it so now they can talk about it yeah. and they can answer your little q a box and everyone gets so excited by it yes. it's just yeah it's the human experience it is so i'm surprised 120 episodes in haven't talked about it but here we are we're going to talk about dating with an Ready online person. engagement to go through the roof. 100%. Oh my God. That's not why we're doing <laughs> I it, I do not endorse this. I'm totally organic. <laughs> with authentic. my content. <laughs> because that's a problem within itself. Like, that's another conversation is like, mm. we'll talk about it in a bit. When you share your relationships, it's like anything, isn't it? You're like, you don't do it for the engagement. Like, no, boundaries are a good thing and whatever, but whatever. Will the engagement make me feel a lot better about this very tragic life event that's just happened? Possibly. Yeah, make a good out of bad situation. Exactly. Silver lining. 
always a silver lining oh it's connection isn't it that's what you're getting from sharing something like that you're getting people relate and connect back to that and make you feel good about it because it's human to go through a breakup I think the large majority of people have so you're getting people relate to you talking about it and that makes you feel good and I don't really think there's anything wrong with that no no as long as it's yeah within your boundaries of what you feel is safe and comfortable for you to share and for your audience to consume totally fine we'll get to that we'll get to the sharing stuff let's start with just a tiny bit of context context corner over here because we all come from actually quite different angles with this conversation which is why i think this will be so interesting to explore and this is a conversation that we're always having as a group of friends all the time we would not pass what's that test where it's like can they have a conversation where they don't mention men isn't that a test about films no isn't it a test where two women can talk to each other not about men yes yeah we've we failed we that. Fail. our yeah. whatsapp group <laughs> is called business boys and boundaries because that's what we talk about we talk about business we talk about boys and this conversation all three it's the yeah. holy trinity oh, amazing here for it so quick intros you guys are gonna hate this but let's get on board with it hello alice benham business owner run a digital marketing business, host a podcast, do lots of other businessy things, service-based. That's me, got a personal brand, but maybe less of a personal brand than you two might say that you have. Jessica does life, take it away. (laughs) Jessica does life. Um, Hello, part-time small business owner, part-time worker, have a personal Instagram called Jessica's life. That's basically life, fun, real talk, you know, that sort of vibe. And yeah, sometimes I talk about dating. Polly Vanaz. Um, so what on earth do I do? I'm an illustrator. I have a business called Size Studio and I also have a personal Instagram where I guess I'm a lifestyle influencer type of person. She an influenza. Uh. Hello. I hate to identify, but it does make sense. But I basically share like lifestyle content, what I'm cooking every single day and I have a lot of fun. Fantastic. I'm hoping my audience don't need the context on what I share because they're here. But if if you're new here, uh, more business content, I guess, than you two share. So let us begin. I mean, where do we begin with this conversation? But as as people who all have to an extent and within our own way, very personal brands, you know, our businesses and our online presences are our faces. We do not show up as a business name or as a logo. It is us. We put ourselves out there. Let's talk a bit about pre even a first date with someone, how that interacts with our online presence, because knowing you two, you actually have very different approaches. So obviously we're talking here about online dating. I mean, how else do you meet people in a COVID, post-COVID world? Or no right? COVID. I mean, yeah, that's been me the whole time, but I just felt like I had to justify it. Whereas now I'm like, <laughs> well, social distancing, so I can't go out of mouth. Because yeah, you two have quite different approaches. So Jess, you, when you've dated previously, have put your Instagram profile into your, or onto your, what's it called? A profile? You uh, put your yeah. Instagram yeah, yeah. link onto your dating profiles. Whereas Polly, you quite intentionally don't do that and maybe don't reveal things until you've met them. Well, I used to. Okay, take it away. Because I'm interested, because both of those are decisions that obviously both of you feel comfortable with and you've come to those conclusions for different reasons. How, why, take it away. So yeah, I do actually share my personal Instagram account on my dating profiles when I've when I've dated in the past. Um, and this is because my biggest insecurity actually is my personality. Um, And I'm always worried about being too much to someone 
But this is something that I've worked really hard to get over, especially in the past few months um, in 2020, to be honest. And so sharing that part of me and being able to share that big part of me online, I actually think it's really important for people to see that might want to date me because that is me. And if you don't like that, you won't like me. Yes, I think show them you up front and they take it or they leave it. Mm. And you don't know if they leave it because they just swipe there. Yeah, because is there almost a fear there or maybe something's happened in the past where they don't, because you have a big personality. I think it's mental that you say Which you're- Which we love. <laughs> we do love it. But I think it's crazy you say you're insecure about your personality because I'm like, you have an incredible personality. You are so out there. You're so confident. You are so welcoming and loving, but you are like, you are, you've got a big personality. Yeah. So is there something there of like, oh, but just via message and a, you know, static screen, they might not get that. So what if we get to the date and they're like, whoa, like I didn't sign myself up for this. The Instagram kind of gives them a taster. Is that the right way to put it? Yeah, exactly. And I think if they see my stories, which is me spreading crumpets with Biscoff spread and dancing along to music and stuff like that. And they, and they don't like that sort of a person. They don't want someone to dance around the kitchen with them, for example, then, then I'm not going to be the right person for them. So if they don't want to match with me, then that's their problem, not mine. Yes. But then there comes the aftermath of if people swipe left or don't like me back, say, for example, on Hinge, and I will then immediately think the reason is my Instagram account. Mm. Mm. And you feel like that reflects badly on your business and your content or on you as a person? Me as a person. Okay. I don't care what people think about my business because I'm so proud of my business. Mm -hmm. So my business is like, yeah, you go, you go and look at this. And actually your business, more so than mine and Polly's, is quite separate to you at the moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it So is. I guess that level of separation helps as well to a degree because it doesn't feel as personal of a judgment. Yeah, and more often than not, I've had boys be quite impressed by the business and that's great, but I'm a separate part of the business. You can be impressed by, by my business, but I want you to be impressed by me or like me as a person. And that's a whole other story yeah so. it's a double-edged sword isn't it because it's like you you put your your profile on there so that you don't have to go on dates with people who actually aren't looking for someone like you but then the other side of that like it, it kind of it probably limits it minimizes the amount of crap dates you have to have because it kind of gets that question out of the way mm. but then the other side of that is then that I don't even want to say rejection because it it's funny when you're swiping left on a guy you're not rejecting him. You're just going, oh, you're not for me. Yeah. But it's funny when a person does it to you. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, this means so much about my worth and my identity. What's so nice is you don't know if they're swiping left on you, which is why That's I love true. dating apps. <laughs> I don't need to deal with the direct, like the rejection because mm. they're doing it without my knowledge. So true. That's why I never make the first move on dating apps mm -hmm. because then I think, mm, I sent you a really funny line and I've not had you show up in my DM. So you obviously mm. swipe left. I can't. It's so funny, like in the business world, I'm like, I'll put myself out there. I'll, you know, st I could stand in front of a thousand people and talk and that wouldn't stress me. Yeah. But to send a message to someone on an app, I'm like, oh my gosh, no, <laughs> cannot yeah. risk the rejection. But I do think it's important to like show yourself immediately because then you know that the people that are swiping right have looked, well, hopefully <laughs> they've looked at that. Um, well, not necessarily. It could just be a photo mm -hmm. as well. So even me yeah. jumping to conclusions and thinking yeah. oh people will be swiping left because of my instagram account now nah, it's probably because 
you're blonde and they're into brunettes, maybe. Mm-hmm. And also the other part of it is that, sure, showing my Instagram, that's a that's a big part of my personality. And yeah, if you don't like that, you probably won't like me. But that also is only, what, 180 seconds of my life mm-hmm. if you're watching my stories. It's not, it's not the full me. In the day that they swipe right on me and they look at my stories, I'm dancing to people's good news. But the next day I'm talking about something super deep and that's another part of me. Maybe they want some real serious girl and I'm actually both. So see, that's my reason for not putting anything online. There's a couple of pushbacks to me. The main reason is that because I think the person that I show up online as it's me, it's authentic, it's real, it's not fake, but it's 20% of me that's very curated and very intentional. And I think the impression that you get from me, if you were to think that what I share is 100% of me actually isn't the person that you would be dating because there's a lot of me that I don't share, not because I don't want to, but it's just not relevant. So I like my assumption is, oh, if if I showed you my Instagram account, or I even don't put my last name anywhere Mm -hmm. because you're so you know you're so searchable when you're a business owner Mm -hmm. and I think oh I think by my Instagram account or my podcast or my website you'd probably think oh my gosh she seems so intense she seems boring she seems work obsessed which all of those things are true to a degree but I worry that that it's weird it's like the opposite I'm like oh I kind of want to show you me in person before you judge that yeah yeah and I don't disagree with that but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't but know. But it's okay would... as well if they don't like how like friendly and extroverted you are. That's fine because you're not mm-hmm. their type of person and they're not your type of person because you want someone that really loves that about you. Mm-hmm. Like your ideal will be someone that absolutely loves your personality, thinks what you do online is amazing. Yeah. And that will be your bliss. Yeah. So I think give out exactly who you are, put out exactly what you're insecure about immediately up front. And if they still like you, great. So Personally, I put a photo with like no makeup on Bumble and Hinge and whatever, just so they know what I actually look like with no makeup. I rate that. Mm, love that. I always do a full body one because I'm like, I just want to double check. We're like yeah. on the same page here with, with everything. Yeah. 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 I'd recommend putting, you know, a little tinge of your insecurity on your dating profile. Just so they know that like that's there and mm. like they haven't like rejected it. Yeah. So in the, in the past, I never used to like before I was more open online which is something that I've had to work on and and I used to not share share my Instagram because I would just have the odd really deep post and or it was too like it was too I was sharing maybe too much of my life that maybe wasn't necessary for online yeah and that's what I find strange as well is that the second someone finds you online you give up autonomy of how much they get to know about you. Mm -hmm. Like if a guy really wanted to, or if anyone really wanted to, you could find out a lot of my life story. And like both from a like, oh, that makes me feel a bit weird perspective. Cause that's not the, you know, that's not the reason I put it out there, but also from a, oh crap, like that's all my good stories and interesting things to tell you gone. I quite like that there's more, there's more to be said. So I was dating a guy and it drove me absolutely insane that he had my Instagram because I could see if he watched all my stories and he didn't watch all my stories sometimes. And I was like, is it just not showing that he didn't watch it because more people have been algorithms? Can you give your tip, by the way, because you have thousands of people watching your stories and you know how to make sure that you see who's seeing them. You just search them every day. So it it sees that... So you become a stalker. No, 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 no. It's, it's strategy. I didn't care what he was strategy. up to. I wanted to see if he cared what I was up to. 
<laughs> so you just simply search their name every day, click on their profile, Instagram thinks you care, you know, which you do. And then they show up as like one of the most engaged people. So then they're at the top of your stories list. So you mm-hmm. don't have to scroll. Because I mean, hands up, everyone has scrolled through. I've spent five minutes scrolling through my Instagram That's story right. views to try and find someone. It's hopeless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a tragic life. Oh, yeah, we've done it. Yeah. Polly Vidal, I've got a question. Yeah. At what point do you drop the bomb of, hi, I'm Polly Vidal, founder of Successful Business, part time influencer? full-time legend you know people stop Mm. me on the streets to say hi Polly I follow you you see your tote bags in the wild like what when does that whole thing get announced it's not so much a bomb more of a drip feed of details (laughs) and I see what they kind of react to so I used to put my Instagram on my profile Mm -hmm. because I thought you know adds a bit of personality they can see my photos maybe I'll find an Instagram boyfriend who's interested in taking photos for Instagram you know um, the dream then I realized that you can see the (laughs) that you can see the description of the photos on Instagram and unfortunately I realized if I used my shop at in the description they could find my shop and they could find me online yes and I'm very conscious about being found by the wrong people I like being quite private on Hinge and stuff. I don't have my my surname, which is very Googleable. Very Googleable. Um, so I'm quite private with that. So I realised I had to then write captions without my shop or any kind of detail, just so because it would show up on a dating profile. And like, imagine me not tagging my business in a description because on a dating profile it might show up. This is not the priority. Priority is like you know <laughs> the business. If I had a client say to me like, so the reason why I'm not using my tens of thousands of followers uh, to promote my business is actually just a bit worried about a boy on Hinge reading the caption, googling the business name, and then finding my profile. I've been single for a year. <laughs> Look, I understood the priority was wrong. It was lockdown. Hey Polly, we all did a lot of things in lockdown that. I wouldn't say we regret, but you know, you do questionable things when you're in a time like that. Yeah, it it questioned your priorities. So I used to put it on my profile, but then I realized I had to kind of like be careful about the detail I put in my descriptions. And I realized that was so completely backwards. I I took it off. But now I try not to tell the person the name of my brand. It's very difficult because when I kind of introduce myself, I don't know how to talk about it without them thinking it's like... To know, like I do market stalls or I have an Etsy shop or something. It's very hard to describe yes. the kind of level that I kind of mm. am. How do you describe scale without sounding like a dickhead? That's also <laughs> difficult because um, a guy I went on a date with a few weeks ago typed in Polly Notebooks Etsy to try and find me and he couldn't find me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so they're, they're trying. Um, That's so funny. So you didn't tell this boy that you went on a date with a few weeks ago yeah. You oh, didn't tell him. I caved in person. This is an issue. It wasn't a very good day. So I waited. It's been a few weeks. I doubt he's like watching my stories anymore. He unmatched me. Um, but I kind of panicked in the moment. I was like, do you want to see my shop? <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I try and like go past the header really quickly so they can't see the brand name. Nice. But they always catch it. They always do. Yeah. I think it's such a funny thing though, because I would look at all of us and I think bloody hell like what incredible women like running businesses doing their own thing and then I think actually I I worry that people are going to see it as a negative thing I remember a business friend once gave me the tip of like make sure that you put on your profile something about running a business because some guys actually don't like that and they're in intimidated by women who are like that and it's good to you know just weed them out ASAP I remember thinking like oh my gosh it's such a shock to me that that could be a negative thing but now I'm like oh no, I get a bit 
awkward when someone asks me about it. I put it on my profile and then I get pissed off when their first message is like, so what's your business? I'm like, is there nothing more interesting about me? Yeah. But then I've built a life where I do actually think that is the most interesting what thing about me. What do you put? Do you say like business owner? Like what, what's your kind of title? Do you want to hear mine? Let me go to my Hinge yeah. profile. Oh, yeah, go on. Okay, so the one that I've currently got on Hinge, so with Hinge for and for context for people who are out of the dating scene, you get given prompts and you answer to these prompts. So one of the prompts is most spontaneous thing I've done. And I wrote, left school at 17 to start a business. It seems to be going all right so far. Or maybe it was the time that I ate 20 chicken nuggets instead of nine. So I was <laughs> like, it just... it. I think the second bit is a bit more impressive, to be honest. 20 chicken nuggets, that's what they usually comment. And I'm like, nah, I've had 20 messages with that already, like, get a new one. You get 20 messages on Hinge. (laughs) This is part of the reason I deleted it, because no one liked me. (laughs) So I have designer at self-employed, which is so vague. Mm. Um, It doesn't really show, I guess, the scope, but I really cringe away from something like founder or... Entrepreneur. entrepreneur it's funny though isn't it like it's both the the thing that i'm most proud of in life mm-hmm. and the thing that i think is the most great about me but also the thing i'll get annoyed if they ask about it or shy away from talking about it i i don't shy away from talking about it because i've only ever had people react really well to it like guys mm. and i love um when guys respond well to a woman who has some kind of success independently in her life like that's obviously like a good sign rather than like trying to pick flaws in it or like ask questions see i've always matched with ones where like they'll be in marketing as well but they're in a, a such a corporate marketing space where they think that what i do is just tell people how to use instagram which fair some of the time i do or they think oh, i had someone the other day thought that it was a pyramid scheme and he was like so you, you help <laughs> female like, entrepreneurs make businesses and i was like look i know that sounds like a pyramid scheme but like, i promise you like it, it's not <laughs> sound yeah. like so- but I have a big issue with talking about it in like a kind of confident way um my messaging sucks Alice please help I think I could start a service where I help people write dating profiles oh my god maybe that example of mine didn't sell my services but I think I could do it I basically say like um so I'm an illustrator I make like greetings cards and fun stuff <laughs> oh my gosh, if oh I was you gosh, I'd be I'm like excuse me I run a six-figure stationary business and I'm also an influencer so I basically think put what you're comfortable with on your profile mm-hmm. because then you'll attract people that accept what you want what you're comfortable with true sort of thing and that react well to like what you've written mm-hmm. so just always put what you're comfortable with yes as long as it's true as long as it's true yes well I wouldn't be comfortable with anything that wasn't true gotta be hashtag authentic guys yeah so I know ne- I never ha- I actually don't have the name of my oh well I didn't have the name of my business on it I said owner at small business mm. because I think that's an important part about me and I wanted them to ask me about it. Yes. Which is... Yeah. It's like leaving little breadcrumbs, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, go on, ask me. Although I've just said I hate when they ask me, so... Sure, if I needed a boost win. ever about being an illustrator, I would have just got hinge at any point because, like, <laughs> I just get complimented so much. Like, it's so nice that you can, like, do stuff like draw. I've always wanted to, like, do that, but I never, like, went into it. And it's just so sweet. They, like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow, Polly, we've wow. had very different experiences. Say, maybe I'll come up to Manchester and yeah, get all some like, boys and they're all creative. Up yeah. There. yeah, yeah. Mine usually give me business advice because they once ran a business for three months when they finished uni and then oh, gave yeah. it up. And I'm like, oh, please, <laughs> actually, just know like know your audience, like read the room. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're actually all right, thank you. Although I did once match with a guy on a dating app, went on a date with him, um, and he was one of my clients. Not brothers, 
his my client was his sister. And at what point did you find this out? Um, he realized it before I did. He was like, oh, the, I was explaining my job to him. And he was like, you're the Alice that my sister keeps talking about. And I was oh, like, my oh, dear God. Lord. Yeah, and then the client was really excited that, you know, I might become part of the family and it just all became... Whoa, that's... It was a sticky situation. Quick. Speaking of stories, I feel like we should circle back, Jess, because you were talking a bit about putting your dating profile online. Here and we go. <laughs> Great. Let's, yeah. Cool. We're in. We're in. We're in. Snorkel on into the deep end. Yeah. Let's just dive on to dive. right in right. to something that yeah. Shall I begin the story and you finish it? Yeah. Because I go think for it. It, it's a funny story, but also it ends with a a bit of personal revelation as well. So it was a couple of weeks ago. I had just downloaded Bumble, which is another dating app. I like, honestly can't keep up. It's too many in the world. I don't have any now. I've just yeah. given up. Well, I've got him. That's Indeed. another conversation. <laughs> um, and I matched with this guy in Bumble. And for, you know, if people don't know, when you've got Bumble, you match with someone and then you have to go and choose to message them. Women have to message first, which despite being a feminist, I really have a problem with because I just cannot for the life of me make the first move. But I went back to look at this guy's profile, ready to message him. And I just looked at it and I was like, you are not my vibe. I just thought... <laughs> and you thought, pie him off to Jess. <laughs> So this guy has something in his profile about loving getting voice notes. So I was like, fantastic. Let's match them. I was with Jess at the time. I was like, Jess, do you like him? She said, like, yeah, he looks right. Great. Cool. So I sent him a voice note. And I think I've got it now. But I just said like, hey, so sorry if you wanted to match with me, but I've matched with you because I think you'd really like my friend. I can't remember. We made you know it was some back and forth of like this is the first time anyone's done this on bumble like what a weird thing that we're doing but he consents to being kind of virtually set up on this blind date he sends over his instagram account we will have a good stalk jess has a good stalk which is where i hand the conversation over to jess and just to add before i do that at this point the guy seems like a vibe he is funny he is sending great voice notes he is being interesting he's making great jokes i'm like jess honestly i'm really feeling this for you like jess was going on a date that night that none of us were that excited for for her so i was like this is the one jess then stalks his instagram and the rest is her side of the story so I go and stalk his Instagram profile. I'm like, yeah, this boy is a bit of me. So I just take what Alice has said. I take what he's mentioned on his profile and I'm like, he likes voice notes. I'm going to send him a voice note. So without further ado, I sent him a voice note on Instagram. Here we go. How's it going? I hear there's been some matchmaking going on behind the scenes, so I just thought I'd formally <laughs> introduce myself. My name's Jess, this is my gram. Um, I'm pretty open and extroverted, so I won't be offended if that's not your scene, but just to let you know, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, I'm interested. <laughs> I'm pretty open. And I listen to that now. Through gritted teeth, I can't. I'm actually quite shook that I had the confidence to send that. I was very, I had a lot of encouragement from you. Yeah, you were with two of your closest friends. We were hyping you up. Yeah. What happened? What happened? You're actually walking to another date at this point. I was. You had options. You know, you were going on a date. I was. Yeah. So I send that. I don't receive a response. This guy, not very quickly. I don't receive yeah. a re- response very quickly. And can I just interject and yeah. say, I think physically, our body types are a little bit different, but we're surely we're the same type on paper, you and I. 
we both fit like Polly fits into a different category to us visually I'd say we're in the same category I'd love to know why visually I'm a completely different because you're not blonde and okay. tanned yeah it's fine you know it's just a different I'm, I'm a quirk I'm a quirky <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't mean that. It's rude. I just, it's just the confidence. She was like, Polly clearly fits into a different category. <laughs> like, if Polly had matched with a guy on a dating app and then introduced them to Jess, I'd be like, oh, are you sure this guy's going to, you know, yeah. is he going to cross-pollinate there? Where I was like, we're in the same field of flowers. Like, jump from one to another. What's, what's the difference? And this is where the insecurity for the Instagram account comes in. So I send this voice note. I don't re- don't receive a response very quickly. Bit confused why so quickly he's constantly replying to Alice. Great. Okay. We're walking to my date. Literally walking there. <laughs> I see that it's been seen and I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What have I done? Oh my gosh. What have I done? Don't receive a response for a bit. Then I'm like literally staring at my DMs, typing. Sorry, what? Why is he typing? He's a voice noter. I sent this voice note expecting a voice note back. Are you serious? I get a response. I'm really sorry. You're not really my type, but I admire the confidence to send a voice note like that so much. I hope you find yourself a sexy man. If you don't, your friend has you covered. Sorry again. (sighs) What's his name? James. Of course he's James. called James. It's always the J names. Oh. James. And it is Jeff. always the J. Beautiful. Could you believe it? Yeah, and he actually he said that he had a single housemate as well. So we were gonna go on a double blind set up by your friend's date, and that is a story to tell. I think I date for the stories rather than the destination. <laughs> I don't want a relationship, I just want a story to tell. I ruined this. I, we should never have given him my Instagram account. Yeah. Or we should have just sent him pictures of me. But then I'm like, No, but actually, then you would have met him and then, and then you would have pied your phone. Which is all back. You need to show who you are because you want a guy that likes who you are and you'll complete yourself on Instagram. So, like, they need to see that up front. Yeah. Better get it over with quickly, you know? Yeah. Just a horrific story, and I'm so sorry. There's there's part of the so I had that sort of like momentary wow ouch that's painful then I had to get on with it and go on another date off you go it was weird though because it was like the polar opposite this guy had stalked my Instagram and loved it and like followed me and was like oh my gosh yeah I love your energy you're so like fun and great sure he wasn't he wasn't the right boy for me after that date but at least he. Yeah, and it proved to you there are guys out there that love it. Yeah, exactly. You can't date a fan, though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fan is complete. I was using the word fan for your two online friends. I've never said that about myself. You both have way more followers than me, so I have zero fans. Um, No, fans is the wrong word, but I, I think there's a balance between... And I was speaking to this with a guy, actually, that I was dating recently... And he was saying how when we first met, it was a consciousness for him not to be overly interested in my business so that it felt like this like Q&A session, which I've had before with guys where I'm like, okay, like, do you want to just book me as a coach instead of take me out for dinner? Because honestly, that's what this feels like. But you want to show you're interested, but you still want to have that yeah. dynamic there. That's another conversation within itself. Let's talk a little bit about when you're then dating and or in a relationship. What does that sharing look like? Because Polly, you touched on it when you mentioned about the guy following you and you were always checking to see whether he checked your stories. Because that's a weird dynamic because as someone, both you and Jess, I share maybe like 
one out of 20 dating stories if it's quite funny and my mum's not going to be upset by it. Whereas you guys maybe do a little bit more than that. But obviously if they're following you, that's another dynamic in itself. Mm -hmm. So he really liked my Instagram. I remember a friend saying like, did you share it with him? And I said, yeah. Actually, I didn't share. I did the thing where I slid past my name of my brand really quickly, but he found it. And he came up on my like recommended. So I was like, he found me. He searched me. Algorithm say hi. Mm. Um, so anyway, we ended up following each other and he was watching my stories, but I decided not to change anything about how I was posting. I was still talking to the camera. I was still like showing what I was doing every day. Um, and my friends were like, like, do you not feel weird with like a guy that you quite like following you? And I was like, no, like I need him to see what I am like because this is me. And I definitely want someone that is like interested in what I do. Yeah. Because my my ex, he was okay with what I did but I could tell that he wasn't like that interested. And wasn't that really hurt me. by it. Yeah. And he, it didn't like, made me, he didn't make me feel good about what I did. Mm-hmm. And I need that. Yeah. Um, so he liked it. He said I was funny, which is nice. I always love that. But then um, some days he would, um, he'd watch the first few of my talking videos and then just not watch the rest. And I'd be like, did he drop off? Or is the algorithm just not showing me? <laughs> and did I ask him? Yes. I asked him like, so do you just not watch my Instagram stories? <laughs> right? It played on me for a couple of days. I got to a point where I had to ask him. I asked in like more words than that. And he was like, um, yeah, I'd rather find out what you do in the day from you. Like, like have a phone call at the end of the day kind of thing. I, I don't like, have okay. that level of self-control. What an answer though. Okay. That's quite a good answer. But... Is he being truthful? Yeah. Or was I just not that interesting? Yeah, is he talking through his ass? Exactly. And I think you mentioned this. I've got some kind of complex. So I'm very used to people watching all my stories and being quite interest, interested in what I do. Mm. And I don't think that can extend to a like a boyfriend or a guy. Like how interested can they be in my life? How interested can they be in like me talking about stationery? Yes. And like what I'm eating for dinner? I have the assumption that any, because previous relationships have been quite like this, that any guy is going to be really disinterested and hate what I do. Because I've never really been... I've been with... Don't get me wrong. Like, they respected it. They supported me in in ways that they could. But they were never excited by it or interested by it or, like I said, enthused by it. So now my assumption is always really apologetic. I'll talk about my business and be like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry, that's so boring. And I'm like, oh no. Actually, the expectation should be that you're with someone that accepts that because it's such a big part of us. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know what I should expect. Because I definitely want someone to be interested enough and encouraging Mm. and like what I do, respect what I do, respect what I do. But I don't know if they can be that interested because my demographic is not like the 27-year-old man that I'm hoping to date. Yeah, that's true. We can't expect them to like hang off of every Instagram story as if it's going to change their life. That would be amazing. But I just very much doubt it. So should I expect them to be like that? Or should I expect them just to like like what I do, but like not watch my stories maybe and just ask me about it in person? Yeah, I think as, as long as there is an interest there, however yeah. it showed, whether it's watching your stories or talking about it, mm. the interest is important. Yeah. Turns out he wasn't that interested in me. So, oh, you know, there we go. instincts. Another one bites dust. Mm. So <laughs> talking more about what you share on your platforms. <laughs> Polly, so you what? are not to <laughs> anything. Neither of you are to anything. Because again, we've all had different experiences with this. So starting the ball rolling, I have gone on a real roller coaster with this. I used to be so open with relationships. It's all archived now, mainly because an ex was bothered by it. Um, I don't really have a problem about being out there because, you know, I added to my post number. It was a good engagement post, you know. 
keep it up for the stats but <laughs> I used to be really really open with my relationships I was in a two-year relationship like I said he was on the podcast he actually kind of worked within my business I would always show him I would document the things that we did together and that to me at the time felt really natural because at that time I you know the business wasn't the size that it is now I didn't really have an audience I didn't understand that having boundaries was a needed and helpful mm. thing I thought boundaries were negative for everyone involved and that for me taught me so much because when him and I broke up I was on it was the first day of the retreat launch which is the retreat that you bought into so thank the lord it still worked out you did a great out. job very professional thank you probably does um but it was so hard because I you know business still included him so trying to show up for this online presence that used to include him but now didn't include him because we were broken up was such a hard thing to do and from that situation I really learned like I actually don't want my dating life you know nothing more than a couple of funny stories and a podcast episode here and there and particularly my relationships when I have them to be part of my online presence because for me that just makes things too too public and it's not that I don't like people knowing my private life but it's it's what comes with that which is then the feeling of pressure of you know if you break up you have to tell people about it. I literally had to do an announcement post to tell people that we'd broken up and you don't really know how to show up because you haven't got this really big piece that was there beforehand so now I'm like you know I was with someone end of last year to lockdown we were together for like eight months and he was never ever mentioned on Instagram and he found that a bit weird whereas I was just like I'm I'm never doing that again because that was so unhealthy mm-hmm. and I feel like Paul, you went through quite a similar, obviously different yeah. storyline, but quite a similar experience. Um, just to say, I think I've watched enough YouTubers go through this uh, mm. in the past eight years, where I think it's so natural to want to share every part of your life if you're quite an open person. Yeah. And open people tend to do quite well on Instagram because, again, people are kind of yearning for, like, relatability. Mm. But it comes at a real big cost, and you realise that when you break up or, like, when something happens behind the scenes, yeah. it's really vulnerable, and you're like, I share everything. How on earth am I going to kind of join the dots between these chapters without telling you exactly why we broke up because Mm. I think often that's just far too much for the internet it's not healthy for anyone isn't it yeah when something genuinely goes wrong it's exactly like you said like Mm. I don't want to share this for my sake or for my audience's sake but I've kind of set this precedent that I will crap Mm. you know when everything's going great oversharing is amazing but as soon as something goes wrong damn when I announced my breakup 2k 18 or 19, I can't remember now. Last year? Last year, uh, last summer. Um, it was really jarring for basically everyone that followed me. Like even some friends I hadn't spoken to in a while mm. were just like, what? Like you're like the power couple, like he's also on your Instagram. Duh. Well, because how many thousand followers did you have at the time? Like quite similar to now, it's like 32,000. Yeah. And he'd been a big part of your online presence before. He's yeah. part of the brand. We lived together. You knew, you know, you were a, you were a pair. Yeah. 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 And it was so difficult to communicate because again, I wasn't really in a space where I could look at it for like what reality was, Mm. but you do just grow apart from someone. And sometimes you don't realize how bad a relationship is when you're in it. Then when you step out of it and you move to Manchester, you're like, oh my God. (laughs) Everyone move to Manchester guys, you'll get carried in relationships. (laughs) But yeah, so when I shared that we'd broken up, I actually didn't tell people we'd broken up for months. And we were still living together because we had like six months left in our tenancy. So I had to do that. Oh, as if renting isn't enough of a shit show and then you just add in a situation like, like, I know. That's ridiculous. Surely there should be like get out clause. Like if you go through a breakup, fine, get out, get out your lease. I mean, should have read the finer print of my contract. (laughs) But I also needed, like, it was a very nice breakup, to be honest, because 
We were together for three years. Um, I moved out after three and a half years, not of the tenancy, of the whole relationship. And being in the same flat as him while broken up gave me the support of him um, and then me figuring out how to move out. But I wasn't ready to tell the internet. I was only ready to tell the internet once I knew what I was going to do because I couldn't stand the thought of people being worried for me or judging me for staying in, in that flat. And I guess it was at a time me. where it still felt quite raw for you. You kind of needed to work through it mm-hmm. before you felt like you could bring it to yeah. this big audience who inevitably were going to ask questions, comment. Yeah. Just to give context, I ask questions all the time about stuff that I don't know what to do about. Mm-hmm. But there's some things that's just too much. Like you just need to work it out before you're that vulnerable. Yeah. Like I'm just not a teenager on Tumblr anymore. Like I, I do really have these boundaries, which I've learned from experience. Yeah. But this was one of them. It felt really right just to figure it out him and me, um, and then tell the internet. And when I did, it was very emotional. Um, I still sometimes see clips of it. You know, when like someone replies to you for the first time in ages and the last story was that I see clips of me just like kind of like crying and like talking about having to move to Manchester on my own and like we're keeping like why I broke up kind of private and stuff. Like, please respect my boundaries. So that's quite sweet to look back on because now I'm like in a completely different place. Mm. But people have now seen that and have seen my whole progression throughout the whole year. And like where I am now, which is like dating new people and being very open about dating. Whereas before I was very closed off about that side. So do you think, and I, I know it's the kind of thing where it's, it's hard to say until you do it, but if you were to get into another long-term, significant, committed relationship, mm-hmm. how would you, the way that you share that change because of that experience? I don't know if it would change, to be honest. Really? Because I share so much of my life. I'd really mm-hmm. hope that I was with someone that, enjoyed what I did mm. and would like to show their face or if not their face just themselves doing life with me I'd really hate them to not be involved because then I'd feel like I couldn't film a story in the same room as them just in case they're in the background that would be so bizarre to me sure um but I would expect people as we get older to realize boundaries exist not to pry and people mm. didn't I had maybe three people ask me what happened everyone could clearly see they shouldn't ask I think it's just if you kind of come at it in the right way, people know the boundaries there and they're nice about it. Yeah. But I did have a few issues after the breakup. So people obviously knew his face. And then if for a few months after we'd broken up, people would send me screenshots of his like dating profiles. Like, oh my gosh, Polly, I just oh. found he looks like your ex kind of thing. Like just yeah. checking. And it's like, do you think I want to see? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to see that? Yeah. My, like if my, if I saw dating profiles of my ex from two years ago, I would... Ugh, shiver. Yeah. Now. It's like, and I wasn't like angry. I didn't know what they expected from me. Like they just letting me know, like just in case. Why do you need to know that? You're moving on with your life. You're living in a different city. Like, yeah, I don't know. But like, I just, it makes me feel kind of gross because not everyone who would have seen him would have sent me that. So a few people did. Like what percentage of people would have sent me that from what saw it? And like the idea that people who, might know him from me seeing him and then knowing that they've seen my ex is what kind of drives you a bit crazy yeah you kind of can't let yourself think about it because it gets too much so that's the side I think yeah but I don't think I would mind sharing a breakup again because I think it was a really it connected me so much with my audience for months afterwards I've had really like really sad um, and beautiful messages from people who have asked me for advice on how to get through a breakup like Mm. if they could move out on their own as well like have I have any advice and I have such a deep connection with these people now my audience because mm. of that 
I think that's so worth it to me. And I just think that's really interesting that we both went through very similar situations, but came out of it with completely different conclusions. Mm -hmm. And that's a great thing because it proves that, you know, it's not a one size fits all. Like yeah. you said, it's it was positive for you. It connected you more to your audience. Actually, your your dating life and your or your relationships, I should say, are a part of why people follow you because you do have that very personal kind of lifestyle led brand. Mm-hmm. Whereas for someone like me, where it's more business led, mm-hmm. that you know it's kind of a, a pick and mix. If I'm with someone and it feels relevant, I would, but I don't. I don't think I'd lean well, towards it. Yeah, your it. business it isn't part of your business. Mm. You're a personable person, but really you're a professional. Yeah, and you only interject stuff that would be entertaining but like in short snippets I think you do that really really well whereas for me I'm just my whole life like every area of my life basically is able to be shared online yeah because I've just kind of made it that way but I love that that's what I love about showing up online it's so everyone can have a different relationship with it Jess talk to me a bit about when you are dating how much of that you share because I know that's something we talk about a lot because most of our conversation not most well let's not like most of our conversations (laughs) are you know girls I went on this date last night let me tell you the story you know let's voice note it we're always jumping on like a whatsapp group call to kind of debrief and that's again something that's a question mark isn't it like if you have a hilarious dating story or you know went horrifically wrong or he was really weird what's the boundary with sharing that because I know we've all come to quite similar conclusions where we'd love to but there feels like a little bit of something wrong with maybe doing that yeah to a full extent I guess I don't I I just wouldn't feel comfortable sharing any specifics about dating um especially in in my in my home in where I live um because I still live in my university town so I still know a lot of people around a lot of those people follow me and if I say said something about a date or someone said something funny you never know who might know who oh, that's horrendous who yeah. could know that person and then they could find out and feel offended by it it's not necessarily that the person that I went on a date with would follow me because that's usually quite unlikely um, unless they've decided that um, they can follow me straight straight after meeting me on Bumble or Hinge or whatever um but I would feel uncomfortable sharing too too much mm-hmm. about specifics of dates, just honestly, just in case, because I have a small, like I have a micro following in comparison to someone like you, where it's it's probably quite unlikely. Although, does, is it more likely yeah. actually because you have a bigger following that people will be able to know? This is what, this is why you're vague. <laughs> I think that's horrendous, yeah, because you've got such a likelihood of someone recognising mm. um, your description or maybe they heard that you were going on a date with someone. Yeah. So, like, it's almost just like you're, you're amplifying your in-person community yeah. with your online following. Yeah. yeah. Whereas for me, I very much enjoy telling a story about a date, but I'm very aware, very aware of it's not worth the risk of them hearing it mm. or someone knowing who that is and then them getting their feelings hurt. Like I will never post anything where I think it's going to get back to them. Yes, because at the end of the day, it's another person and we all dramatise our stories. You know, all of the dating stories that I've told you guys, you make it out like it was the most horrific thing ever and it was so awkward and it was... And I think if I were them, would I want to to see that and think other people have seen that? And when you think it's a person, it's like... It's not that, yeah. like, it's funny when it's three of you or it's a little group yeah. at a party, but when it's like, I am kind of monetizing 
you and maybe something that you did for engagement and content, it feels a bit icky. I've learned in every single area of what I share, if it involves someone else, I either check if they're okay with Mm. me posting that Mm. or I don't mention it if it's at all going to make someone feel bad. Like it's like any kind of possibility, I just don't do it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people might, I worry that people might think, oh, is this going to get back to them? But I've already made that decision. I think just like trust that I kind of knew what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. And I've held back on so many great stories for that oh, reason. So many great stories. The but engagement we could get the if we... <laughs> business and boundaries chat gets it all. So at least it's going somewhere. Yeah, we have yeah. a group chat for that kind of stuff as well. And that's a whole nother conversation, isn't it? About how with boundaries, you've got to value your boundaries, which ultimately is the health of you and your audience, whether that's mental or emotional or whatever else, over engagement. Because we all know, like I did it the other night, my engagement was a little bit low. And then I had a funny dating story where I matched on Tinder with one of my neighbors. And I knew, I was like, I feel comfortable sharing this. This isn't exposing anyone. You know, it's not weird. It's within my boundaries. I know this is going to get good engagement. And what did I know? That night, really great great replies. The next day, really great story views. And that wasn't going to hurt his feelings by saying that. You're not saying anything about him as a person Mm -hmm. or a date you had or an experience you've had with them in a negative way yes. and that's okay and that's why I, I I've spoken about dating as in general and maybe made the sort of joke like huh a boy's okay um <laughs> on dating apps and spoken about them but never like specifics and yeah. if they could get hurt by something you've said it's not worth it 100 percent. it would be so gross to think oh is this worth the engagement sort of thing nothing's worth the expense of someone else's emotions I don't think that that's it yeah no no anything is worthy and that's true for boundaries for yourself that's true for boundaries like that's that's boundaries as a whole isn't it nothing is worth that risk instagram isn't therapy like it's not there for you to speak about what date bad dating experience experience or something that has been really traumatic to you in the past like once you've processed it it's so nice to see people so open online and talk about these things they've been through after they know that they can share it without it causing them harm um share the what's it called is it a wound or is it a scar my friends yeah share your scars not your wounds oh i have a story Okay. This is just a very me story. I think it'll just make people laugh. Well, you guys know this story, but he might actually be listening because he's a friend and I feel like this is maybe the kind of podcast he's listening oh, to. Yeah, so if he has, message me right now, this person, you know who you are and I'll owe you a tub of Ben and Jerry's. There we go. So we met on Hinge in lockdown. What a line, right? <laughs> 2020 summed so up. Um, we went on a Zoom date. Ooh. That was my first and last Zoom date. Not because it was horrific, just because I thought... It's, it's all the crap parts for, well, it's just not, it's not really a date, is it? It's a weird vibe. We went on a Zoom date. It was all good fun. Had a fair amount of alcohol, did some online quizzes, good vibe. And partway through the evening, started screen sharing because we were doing some quizzes. Uh, he just headed over to my website and I got a um, an SEO audit of my website on a date on Zoom. I love that. And I don't think you could get more me if you tried, although... Then post date, I think when we're then just in the talking stage, we're friends now. So I then sent him my SEO PDF that I send to clients and he sent back an annotated version that had edits on it. Great. Have I made those edits yet? Not quite, but 
Just to be clear, these are not innuendos. No, no, these are like genuinely. He gave me search engine optimization advice. He ranks your keywords. Damn. Damn. I think it's time to finish up with a bit of confessions. Should we do like a tiny conclusion like for the whole day? Go on then, what's your conclusion? I'm just like dating with an online... Uh, Dating with an online presence in general, I think that the sort of answer is like, you do you. No, like, yeah, like, don't do anything you're uncomfortable with, but also don't be afraid to show who you are. Because ultimately, if you're looking for a relationship or even something casual or even a friendship, you don't want anyone in your life that isn't going to like you for who you are. So, 100%. That's beautiful. I think we don't need to add to that conclusion. You smashed it. You to the do to the freaking you. So there we go. And to round us off, we're actually heading back to Jess because as you dear listeners know, we have brought in a new feature called Confession Sessions. And I thought it might be fun to make today's confession relationship focused and to bring in, you know, some new confessions. So Jess asked her audience for dating confessions. Head to Jess's stories after this episode because she's going to have a highlight of all the other confessions because they were 10 out of 10. Jess, you've selected one for us. I have. Take it away. Cool. So... I'm going to speak it as if I'm the person. So, I'm a student in Liverpool and use Tinder, woohoo, to try and spice up my dating life. I matched with this guy and as soon as I arrived, I was like, no, not for me. So I drank my drink and texted my pal, the code, to ring me and get me out, dot, dot, dot. Can I just say we've done that? (laughs) My God, the heist of Alice. (laughs) To Islington. Are we going segway? We'll just go. Let's still recap the story. It's 7am. I'm having <laughs> an awful time. I'm not going to give you detail, but if you DM me, I might voice note you the detail. Please. Um, I text in the group chat, girls, I need a get out. Polly rings me. I've been waiting for this for years. <laughs> Polly, first of all, Polly actually wasn't part of this. I was like, Jess, can you ring me? And Polly like wrote herself into the plan. She's like, I'll ring you. I said, no, it's it's time. I've thought about doing this for a friend for years. It was your moment. What do you need? You two bloody nailed it. Polly, you did a whole like, Jess is somewhere in trouble. She's in Islington. She's been on a bad day. I don't know where she is. I'm in Manchester. I can't help. I'm so sorry. You know, I'm looking at this guy who, you know, he bless me, he's just woken up. And I'm like, so sorry, like girl drama. You know how it is. Oh, rolling my eyes. I call Jess. She's fake crying. She hangs up on me. I have to call an Uber. I get out at half seven. It was (laughs) the best thing we've ever pulled off. By midday, you're sat eating lasagna and chips in the kitchen. Yeah, in Islington. So. Text my pal the code to ring me and get me out, dot, dot, dot. Wasn't wasting any more of my time or money on him, thank you. When we parted ways, I panicked and gave him a handshake. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) A handshake. I I love post-COVID because you just, you have an excuse just to not go near anyone. This isn't even post-COVID. This is like a couple of years ago. What do you do when you walk up to someone? Like if you're going for drinks, do you hug? Do you do a kiss on the cheek? Often I go in for a hug first just to kind of say, I'm the hugger. Sure. Like I'm not waiting for you to just like, okay, you know, post-COVID. Now I just kind of stand there awkwardly. Just like, hey, we can't hug, can we, lol? Um, But I remember saying (laughs) bye to my friends and her mum and her dad. And I didn't hug the mum, but I shook the dad's hand. (laughs) And as I walked away, I texted her just like, I so almost made it with your parents. <laughs> and she was just like, Polly, why are you, why are you, you like you? Yeah. Just imagine you do that. So she shakes his hand. Yeah. So she shakes his hand. And then I slowly walk off. He followed me and said, wait, I thought I was staying at yours. I've missed the last train home. 
Oh, I, oh, I feel anxious Why for her. Why do boys assume this? Don't assume that you're staying at my house after a date. Anyway. Had she, but has he not told her? Just like, just so you know, I'm about to miss my last train home or I have... This is the first time he brings it up. Yeah, this first time he brings it up. But anyway, I hadn't said anything of the sort and just shouted bye loads of times and walked off. Okay, oh. are you ready? I won't lie, I thought that was the end of the story and I was like, Jess, that, you really picked that up and that no. was quite a disappointing <laughs> story. The next morning, I wake up to his Snapchat story of him having a night out for one in Liverpool. He spent the evening documenting the journey of him collecting coins for the £2.05 a.m. train so he could get back home. I was so embarrassed and thought I should have offered him a couch or something. Oops. Well, that's kind of sad. You can't assume you're staying at someone's house. You know, read the room. I found this hilarious. I don't know how to feel about it. (laughs) I think I can imagine, I can just imagine the documenting. Yeah. The, that's just the kind like of thing you collecting. do. Yeah, it's, it is the kind of thing I do. Maybe that's why I found it so funny, because yeah. I find myself. That's the kind of thing that would like go viral on Twitter. Yeah. But also, what train is £2? <laughs> so I think she lived in Liverpool and he lived just outside of Liverpool. He could have walked. Right. A £2 train journey is like, yeah. a, like a... Instead of having the night out, he could have walked home. But also, why are you going on dates with boys that don't have £2? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm I'm not talking about privilege here, I'm talking about two pounds. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a bit I mean, this is another conversation itself. Who pays me to go on the date? I'm a I'm a splitter, but you'll know that I like you if I let you pay, because then I'm thinking we'll go on a second date so I can even it up. I used to be very excited to pay because I felt like I think I was happy that I could pay. Yeah. And then I realised I was spending a lot of money. <laughs> um so now I get really excited when the guy wants to pay because I'm like, sure. But I always offer, obviously. But if they insist, I do think it's rude to be like, no, we're going to split. Oh, so I'll insist and I get really offended if they don't let me. I'm like, sorry, how big's your ego? Like, I think sometimes guys are less open with their emotions up front. So they, if they like you, they want to show it by paying for stuff. And it's like, sure, you know. Well, yeah, that's fair. Second date, but Fairs. Now, you can get me some wine. As long as you mean it when you offer to split it really bothers me when girls like, I offer to split, but if they say yes, I get really pissed off. Oh, no. I, I split by default. Like, I would split by default. Yeah. But if they yeah. offer and they insist, I just take it as a compliment. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's fair. That's very fair. Jess, can we have another confession? Um, sorry, I need to go back into my archives. Sorry, Emily. I went on a Tinder date that I thought had gone pretty well. Went in for the kiss at the end and she screamed. <laughs> <laughs> she just screamed. I mean... Okay, what's the worst thing you've done when someone's gone to kiss you? Kiss them back. <laughs> <laughs> like, just decide not to if you need to. <laughs> I had a guy who went straight in with tongue and I... This is just really unnecessary info. But with I, my ex, we were like, as a joke, go straight in with tongue and then go like, oh, Like, to be funny, it was a funny. Yeah. So I did just instinctually the oh, and then I suddenly saw his face and I was like, shit. I did not read the room. That was that was your move. Oh my god, that's so bad. That was quite funny. Yeah, that is funny. I'll give you that. I've got horrendous lockdown. Like people broke out with me stuff, but it's not like a funny confession. My oh, this one's quite feels... funny. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, go on then, Jess. Sure. Final one. Go. I was on a date with a guy from work, and he pissed his pants while we were walking down the high street. I'm talking weed trickling down his leg, and he had light blue jeans on. So obvious. What time of day? I have so many questions. <laughs> Can was he drunk? I follow an influencer that was like, 
really honest the other day and was just like, yeah, last night I got really drunk and I pissed my bed and now I've got to get a new mattress. <laughs> and I was like, as, he has like 700k followers and I was like, Fair. You've got to be really Again, drunk to be relatable and honest. Yeah. Great engagement. People like it. It's real. Yeah. Okay, to round us off, just with a bit of lightheartedness, um, Polly Vidaz, what is your biggest tip for a female's dating profile? You are a marketing genius. Mm-hmm. What should you put on there? I'm not going to give you advice on how to market yourself. I'll give you advice on how to feel confident with your profile. Right, that. Because you need to be confident meeting up with these people. Uh Uh-huh. Show a photo that you don't feel like you look great in. Like, put something on there where you feel like you look like that, like in person. You know when you're always worried that you might not look the same in person? Mm -hmm. Put a photo someone else took of you where you feel a little bit like that might actually be what you look like. Yes. Um, That's so so true. (laughs) They've seen that. And you can be confident they've still said, yes, I want to meet this person. Mm. So you can go in with confidence. I think I need to add some personal pictures to my profile because it's purely like headshots and work pics. And they're probably like, who is like, does she just have a professional photographer? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Be normal. I think that's a great, great tip. Because yeah. that takes away the fear of like, oh, but what if I'm not like my pictures? When in reality, we're not really like our pictures when our pictures are like the 1% of the pictures we get taken. And it will make you more nervous for the day if you're if you're like, not just what are we going to talk about, but do I look like my photos? No, I don't. Oh my God, I shouldn't have used that filter. I wish more men had that fear. Is that following on to my question? Yeah, so Jess, final question of the podcast to you, Jess. If any men have somehow made it to this point, hopefully they're listening because I feel like this is just free advice really, isn't it? Like, you know, what not to do, how to date a business owner. Reality is, you know, we're all going to be like, you know, millionaires in five, ten years' time. So date us now. Uh-huh. You'll look like the cool one that supported us when it was small and, you know, then you get the riches. Anyway, do's and don'ts, male dating profile, go. Do any of them do the do's, honestly? Um, <laughs> okay, don'ts. The first photo cannot be you and other people. I'm sorry. Like, I know we shouldn't just swipe based on physicality, but... I don't know who you are. The fact is, yeah, we do, and... We don't know which one you are. Okay. okay. Jesus Christ, do not be with someone else and rub out their face. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, when it's an ex-girlfriend. Oh my gosh, yeah, and they cross them out and like pain. So are you off. okay? It happens. It happens. Just get a new photo. Don't have a photo just of your dog. Great, you've got a dog. I like dogs. Most girls like dogs. Cool. That's not the most exciting thing about you, probably. But if it is, that's quite... That's and if sad. you're squatting yeah. next to the dog, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. If you've got a picture with the dog, mm-hmm. not just of the dog. Gym photos? Photos with babies. There needs clarity on whether that's yours or not. Yes. Prompts. The prompts that you get given on like Bumble and Hinge. Use Please them. answer. Can Please I just answer. say the most overused one? I'll fall for you if you trip me over. Oh, no, I swear I see that every other profile. And I just think, get some originality. What there is another one that everyone uses. I'll buy the as well. first round if you turn up. I like that. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah, but everyone uses that. So. Set your standards higher, boys. Yeah, literally. Like, have something I like a little bit. I think I personally like um, slide into the DMs. I think it's important to have a little bit of wit in there, but also a little bit of personal, actual something about you, mm-hmm. maybe. Like make a joke, cool. I know you're a little bit funny. But give what, something to work. G- yeah, give me something to work with. Bleh. 
especially if it's Bumble and I have to make the first move. Please, mm, yeah. give me something to work with. What am I? Oh, I end. I ended up just sending gifts to people that I thought were attractive but didn't have anything on there. The Forrest Gump gift, the high one, <laughs> that. My most used. Oh my gosh, yes. That's not okay. Why? Yeah. Why am I single? <laughs> I have no idea. You're, you're saying the answers. Yeah, look, we're still single. So um, don't worry. We're all single. Because there can be one in there to make so that we know that you have friends, but yeah, not the first one. That's what I need to add in the you have friends one. Because at the moment, I look like a sterile loner. Yeah, I think it. I think a friend photo is good because it. Friend pick. It's like you're not going to match with me and I'm going to be the only person that you want to yeah. hang out with. Like, we need to... Maybe I'll add in the picture of us that we took for this podcast. Amazing. That's yeah, a good that's pick. That's a good one. Love that for And us. then link them to the podcast. More downloads, more engagement. Oh. Full circle. <laughs> Can I just clarify? I don't do everything for engagement. It's not what we do on this podcast. But just it's kind of like a fun thing. It's like, I don't. I can get paid for Instagram. You engagement. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's all jokies. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for giving up your time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for pushing through the the fears and the worries. You are both great. Well Thank done. Thank you. Thanks. Claps for everyone. Yeah, we did it. Emily, well I'm done not... for getting through that. Yeah, my God. <laughs>